a mother to tell you that the right fit means everything. Good heavens, child. You can't go in that. Children under four foot nine need to be in a booster seat because they aren't ready for adult safety belts alone. Many parents miss the important step of booster seats. Maybe you better explain things to him. Booster seats raise your child up so that a safety belt designed for adults will fit and protect them properly. Oh. That does make a difference. Remember that four foot nine is the magic number and get your little pumpkin there safely <laughs> in a booster seat. Hop in, my dear. Oh, thank you. And like Cinderella, you can live happily ever after. It's like a dream, a wonderful dream come true. For more information, visit boosterseat.gov. This has been a message from the U.S. Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. This is KNEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. Let's go to work, bro. This is the Workday Red Zone on the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hello, friends. Hey, how we doing? Uh, man, there is a lot going on right now. Happy March, I guess. It's the month that we're in. There's so much stuff on the radar here. We've got... Two hours of show to get through what feels like about 84 topics, so I should probably quit stalling and make it through the intro. It's the Workday Red Zone. Thanks for tuning in with us today on the Ticket Radio Network. Of course, you can stream us online at 953theticket.com and also take us with you on the go by downloading the TuneIn app and searching for KNEA. If you would like to shout at us today, very easy. Call us 870-930-3776 is the Number to call, you can also reach out to us on social media, facebook.com slash 95.3 the ticket and on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. You can use the hashtag WDRZ as well. I feel like I skipped a line in there, but I don't know what it is and it's too late to go back over it now. Anyways, I'm Kara Richie, joined in studio by a producer, Andrew Bowen. I'm back. He's with us for the rest of the week. <laughs> I am not because, not because Andrew is here, but I'm hoping for a short week. Just... I'm hoping I for see that how in it general. is. Yeah, right. It's not. Okay. It's not you. <laughs> Kate Carlton, of course, not with us today. He is in Pensacola getting ready to call some Arkansas State women's basketball. Uh, the run in the Sun Belt Conference tournament tips off tomorrow in Pensacola. More on that coming up later. The big news today: the 2022 Arkansas State and Sun Belt Conference full football schedule has been released for the Red Wolves. Looking at what they have got. Going on this year, the conference slate is going to open on September the 24th at Old Dominion. So to answer one big question from yesterday, yes, the newcomers are in fact on the slate. Uh, following that, it is a Jonesboro, uh, a game in Jonesboro against ULM, followed by a, another Jonesboro game against James Madison. Then the Red Wolves head to Southern Miss, followed by a trip to Louisiana at home in Jonesboro, a non-conference game against UMass is on the schedule in November, and the Red Wolves close it out with a trip to Texas State and then a home finale 
against Troy. We'll go through that in a little bit more detail coming up later on in the program, but that was just kind of the, the quick look at the 2022 football schedule. And news from yesterday that we told you was coming. A historic season for North Shadow Mere of Arkansas State Men's Basketball has earned the freshman forward Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year honors. He was also recognized as a Defensive Player of the Year, becoming just the third player in league history to win both of those honors. Also a first-team All-Sunbelt selection in conference-only games. He ranked first in the league in rebounding, second in scoring. Meanwhile, uh, two A-State women's basketball players recognized by the league yesterday. We mentioned it was Lauren Pendleton named the Freshman of the Year Junior forward Trinity Jackson earning third-team All-League honors. A-State will be counting on both of those women to have strong performances tomorrow as they open up Sunbelt Conference tournament play against Coastal Carolina. Tip-off is at 11.30, pregame with Cade Carlton at 11. So, of course, that means we will not be with you tomorrow. We will look at that matchup in a lot more detail coming up later on in this hour. Also in A-State news, you've gone outside today. You might notice it feels a little bit like baseball weather, which is appropriate because A-State baseball finally playing its home opener at Tomlinson Stadium, Kelfield tonight against Mississippi Valley State. It is uh, game one of a two-game series first pitch tonight at 6 o'clock right here on the ticket. And I really hope you had some time last night with everything that's going on to check in on some NBA action because John Morant put on a show and then some against the Spurs. A career-high franchise record 52 points, a highlight dunk, a highlight buzzer beater, a long-distance three. And, oh, yeah, the Grizzlies won. 118-105 was the final score last night over the Spurs. So, uh, Just absurd. A lot of fun stuff to talk about today. Uh, we'll also continue to keep you updated on any conversations going on from Roger Dean Stadium. Uh, Major League Baseball and the Players Association met all day yesterday. In fact, into the early morning, uh, 2 o'clock is when those talks uh, stopped. Now, uh, this does not mean that today we're talking about the delay of the MLB regular season. In fact, uh, although we told you yesterday and we've been telling you for a week that yesterday was kind of the drop-dead day, an agreement had to be in place or uh, the regular season would be altered, they've actually moved that deadline to 5 o'clock today. So this is still, I mean, this is... (laughs) Some some crucial times going on right now from baseball and when, if we hear news throughout the course of today's show, we will pass it along to you. Most of the conversation today is going to center around that Arkansas State 2022 football schedule. So it's a fill-in-the-blank KavanaughCars.com topic today. Arkansas State's 2022 football schedule is blank. We went through it, we breezed through it in the opening. So let's go through it in a little bit more detail, okay? The season kicks off on September the 3rd in Jonesboro as Arkansas State will be hosting its lone FCS opponent. That's going to be Grambling State. It is going to be a Grambling State school that is currently without an offensive coordinator. Uh, But that is September the 3rd in Jonesboro. The following week, Arkansas State will open actually a three-game road trip. And it's going to open uh, with A-State's toughest opponent on the schedule September the 10th at the Shoe. Arkansas State is playing Ohio State. So a huge one there. September the 17th, uh, again, another road game, although the easiest road trip on the Red Wolf schedule, heading right across the bridge to Memphis. Uh, Then September the 24th, Arkansas State will actually start league play on the road at Old Dominion. You get into October, and the Red Wolves have not one, not two, but three home games on Saturdays in the month of October. October the 1st, it is hosting ULM. The following 
Saturday, we'll see the second of three newcomers on the Red Wolf schedule when James Madison rolls into Jonesboro on October the 8th. October the 15th, it's a trip to Hattiesburg. The Red Wolves are going to be playing Southern Miss. And then uh, the following Saturday, October the 22nd, Arkansas State will head to Lafayette to take on the Raging Cajuns. And they wrap up the month of October uh, the 29th in Jonesboro against South Alabama. There is a late non-conference game on the schedule this year. Arkansas State hosting UMass on November the 12th. And then the final two games of the year, conference games. The 19th at Texas State, the 26th at Troy. So that is Arkansas State's 2022 12-game football schedule. So when you look at, at items of interest or notes about the schedule, there's there's one huge thing that leaps off the page at me when you when you first look at it, and that is the fact that for the first time since 2008, Arkansas State will not be playing a midweek game. This is, you know, a, a blessing and a curse. A blessing is just having a bunch of Saturdays to go to games. That's awesome. <laughs> that allows, of course, your out-of-town fans to come in. That inc- that allows your your in-town fans to get up and plan for a full day of tailgating and support and everything else that goes along with it. it there are six Saturday home games on the schedule. That's only happened twice in the past 20 years. Uh, well... Actually, counting, counting this year, because you've got this year, you've got 2014 when that happened, then you have to go back to 2002, the last time A-State had six Saturday home games. So a schedule like this is few and far between. Additionally, this is on paper, which means nothing anymore, but this is on paper a fairly winnable schedule. Arkansas State's 2022 Sunbelt Conference opponents when it combined 34 and 46 against FBS competition. And 12, 12 of those wins came from the Raging Cajuns. So the rest of A-State's opponents were what, 20, 22 and 45 against FBS competition? So in other words, not that great. Additionally, James Madison was, was 12 and 2 at FCS games. And uh, they reached the playoff semifinals before they lost to eventual champion North Dakota State. Uh, it is going to be, you know, a, a lot of intrigue, not just for Arkansas State, but around the league because you have all the newcomers on the schedule. I think there was a lot of intrigue yesterday because even though it seemed like uh, the the public consensus and most of the reports were saying that the SB3, which of course are Old Dominion, Marshall, and Southern Miss, were on the schedule None of us knew for sure until 9 o'clock this morning. So to see those teams, to, to have the excitement around all of these programs, I know I've already seen several people today on social media saying, hey, we're going to Hattiesburg. That is very much a, a drivable road trip for the A-State faithful. I think there is a, a lot of buzz with this schedule. But again, we'll look at it all throughout the course of today, talk about some uh, some high points I guess some positives maybe some negatives with this schedule and and everything that goes into it let's go to the Ritter communications hotline though and start off our day with a phone call from Mark how are you good sir how you doing hey doing good doing good what do you think of this schedule well okay now my my response is going to be a, as far as you're filling the blank is a possibility now is it guaranteed that those three schools are coming in in June or July 
or is it still up in the air? That's why I'm going with the possibility. It is these schools will this schedule that A State put out today is the schedule that Arkansas State football will be playing. This is this is it. This is what it's gonna look like. And to the best of my knowledge to the best of my knowledge, once we get into conference play, I, I don't think uh, Southern Miss is gonna be playing Sunbelt Conference USA doubleheaders. They're they're gonna be in the Sunbelt. Well, I would hope not, because that would be taxing on the body. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I like, I'm, I'm kind of like you about the six Saturdays, but I kind of hate the fact that we don't have any midweek games because of the lack of publicity that ASU is not going to get. Sure. Sure, there's a, having a game on ESPN2 where you're in millions of homes, on ESPNU where you're in millions of homes, that's that's a, a four-hour-long advertisement for your university and its football program. And A-State does not, as of right now today, have one of those on the schedule. Well, I know uh, that's really good for the school because that's, that's actually, you know, publicity or advertisement that ASU just can't, I'm not going to say they can't afford to have, but just will not get. But I would rather them have six home games on Saturdays because it's easier to get out there. You know, I'm paying for a tailgate spot that on the week, on the midweek games, I'm not able to use. Sure. Because of course, I don't get a work of five. And so uh, that's one thing that I, I would like is being able to tailgate each and every Saturday and Thursday at home. Uh, and also, as far as the basketball awards, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say happy, but I, you know, I want to say that's good for Norshad. But I was kind of hoping that Nancy would would have got the uh, newcomer of the year because I feel like he played really well. Sure, I I, uh, I agree with you there. I'll be honest with you. I can't even remember who got that award there's been so much that's happened between between yesterday and today just in the Sun Belt alone but uh, I think he certainly had a case I'd have to double check and see uh, what men's player got it and you know how the how the stats look to really see if we've got you know a, a legitimate beef with the belt or if it was given to a different you know well-deserving candidate it was I believe it was Troy's I, I'm gonna butcher the name but OJ I believe that was his name Okay. I believe, I believe that's who it was that won it. Uh, but like I said, I was, I was hoping Desi would have got it. But uh, anyway, that's really all I have. Uh, but thanks for taking my call. Hey, appreciate the phone call today, Mark. Thanks for listening. 9303776 is the number to call. Again, our topic for you today. Fill in the blank with us. Arkansas State football's 2022 schedule is blank. Uh, it's definitely out. We got that going for us. So now we can all talk about the uh, the highs and lows. If you want to look for, you know, a quick negative in this schedule, it, it does, uh, it is going to be a little bit tough that Arkansas State starts out the conference slate on the road. Because from September, it, A-State plays at home September the 3rd, and then they're not back until October the 1st. Um, I, I guess if you're going to miss almost a month of home games, either Pretty much September might be the month where you would want that to happen due to the fact that we know it's always about, well, it can be anywhere from 90 to 105 degrees at, at kickoff uh, in the month of September, but still, 
it's it's always tough for a team to play three straight on the road. And again, A-State did schedule two of those in Ohio State and Memphis, so you knew it was going to be a coin flip whether or not they were able to open Sunbelt play on the road or at home. But uh, but that's going to be tough. September's going to be tough. Let's go to the Ritter Communications Hotline. Chuck is with us. How are you? I'm doing good, Kara. How are you? Hey, doing great. Thanks for the phone call today. No problem. Hey, did we get to play Marshall this year? Not this year. They, uh, A-State's two East opponents this year are going to be Old Dominion and James Madison. So two of the three newcomers in the East are, are on the schedule, but uh, but not Marshall. I don't know when that might happen. Okay. So that means that uh, Southern Miss is in our, our, our on our side then of the bracket? Yes, they are in the West Division, and so A-State is playing there this year. That means uh, Southern Miss will be making a trip to Jonesboro in 2023. Okay, who do we have at home in, uh, in the Sun Belt? ULM, James Madison, South Allen, Troy. All right. And we have six home games? We do, Saturday. All Saturdays. All Saturdays. Well, who's the other one? I know we got Grambling State at home. Who's the other home game? UMass. It's in it's in November. Kind of a you know we're not really used to seeing a state play a non conference game later in the season, but that's just how this one worked out. So that's what's going to happen. Okay. And uh, who? So we got Old Dominion away. Uh, you say Monroe's away. Monroe is in Jonesboro. So it goes at Old Dominion, home against ULM, home James Madison, at Southern Miss, at Louisiana, home South Al, at Texas State, home for Troy. Okay. That sounds like a pretty winnable uh, schedule, really. I mean, you get the two, you know, you get Troy at home. Yeah. You know, the only tough road game. You don't play Georgia Southern this year. You don't play Appalachian State this year. You don't I play mean, Coastal. The only tough you don't play Coastal. Game. Huh? It said you don't play Coastal either. No, and you don't play Coastal. The only tough road game you got besides Memphis and, you know, Ohio State, which it wouldn't hurt my feelings none if they went up there and blew them out. But we all know that ain't going to happen, <laughs> you know. But is besides them and Memphis, because we don't know what Memphis has got this year. Very true. Is Lafayette. And we don't really know what Lafayette's going to be now that the Billy Napier's gone. I mean, this is this is very true. You look at. So last year, of course, the Cajuns went 13-1 and last year. They had a phenomenal year. They were 8-0 in the Sun Belt. They lost that game to Texas, and then they won everything else. But they lost their head coach. They had a complete staff and, and roster shakeup. They lost some key pieces of their offensive line. They lost their starting quarterback to graduation. They lost a couple of, of running backs that were up and coming that they were very excited about. And I don't know what they've gone out and done to, to fill some of those gaps. I mean, as we have seen, when you have some transition there on your offensive line, it can obviously impact your entire offense. So I have no idea what they're going to look like. You know, in terms of league play, that's easily the toughest road game. Uh, I will say, right. I will say, in terms of home games, right now, I'm gonna tell everybody this: 
do not sleep on James Madison. I know they're new. I know they're unfamiliar. They're moving up from F- FCS. But that game is going to be a challenge. And, uh, in fact, right now I would say it's going to be the toughest home game on the conference slate. I wouldn't sleep on Gremlins, or Gremlin State either, man. They're normally pretty good, too. I think that'll be a good way to, to start out the season. It'll be a game where you have a depth advantage because that's just the way it works when you play an FCS opponent. But uh, it's also going to be against a team that, that has enough talent at some certain spots to test you a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they're always pretty decent, you know. And I don't know if you heard or not, Art Browse is not going to be the offensive coordinator now. No, he's not. Look, a PSA to anybody out there. If you are in charge, if you make any hiring decisions for your whatever, but yet you have supervisors, run run your new hire by your supervisor <laughs> before you make yeah. that hire. Because if, yeah. if you don't and, and that hire has anything even remotely negative in their past, it's going to come back and bite you. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they did put all 14 teams in there. So does that mean they're still going to take whoever's got the best record and play the uh, title, the uh, Sunbelt title game at their home, or are they going to look for a new place or a neutral field to play it now? I cannot fathom the Sunbelt moving to a neutral field. I just cannot. So uh, the way it's set up for 2022, you're going to take your top team in the East, you're going to take your top team at the West, and they're going to play that game at the site of uh, the team who has the best conference record. Hmm. The only problem they'll have is if they're both undefeated. Yeah, and and that is an actual possibility this year. And I I know they already have a tiebreaker in place. Uh, I I don't know what it is. I don't know if they look at different um, poll sites or different, you know, I don't know if they look at the the different uh, statistical rankings out there. I'm not sure what that tiebreaker is, but we can can look into it on down the line. Right. Now I got one more question, Kara, and then I'll get off here because I know you got to go to break. Did the quarterback for Coastal – did he come out, or is he coming back for one more year? He's back. He's back. Okay, that's all I had. I couldn't I couldn't find nothing on him entering the NFL draft. That's the reason why I asked. I appreciate y'all taking my call, and go Red Bull. Hey, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the phone call today. Uh, bye. We'll see you. Grayson McCall, the reigning Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year, back for Coastal Carolina. Now, they lost a ton on defense, FYI, uh, but, uh, yeah, he's – we have not gotten rid of him yet as a league. So, <laughs> hey, one more phone call here. Let's shout at Trey. How are you? Doing good, Kara. How are you doing? Hey, doing good. Thanks for the phone call today. What do you think of this 2022 football schedule? I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to it. You know, the six Saturday home games, like you were saying, is obviously a big plus for that out-of-town crowd who can't make it to those weekday games. But also, uh, you know, you can't get that uh, midweek exposure like you're – as ASU fans, I guess, have been spoiled now since 2009, getting that midweek exposure for at least one or two games. But mm-hmm. we know schedules are subject to change all the time, um, especially with COVID, and which I don't know exactly how much of a role that's going to play with all the, uh, you know, with the numbers at a steady decline. So sure. we'll just have to see about that. But um, but I, I'm very intrigued with it. Uh, obviously. I completely agree with you on the James Madison thing. That game is going to be bite your nails, nitty-gritty, 
white knuckles in the trenches kind of game, I feel like, just because of the kind of football that they're used to playing, the history that they have playing North Dakota State, Sam Houston State, pretty much every year in the SCS championship. So, uh, if anything, that's the team to definitely watch out for on everybody's schedule yeah. this year. Um, and then, you know, uh, having a trip back over to Memphis, uh, obviously, last time, couldn't go over there because of COVID, but now ASU can uh, bring that uh, sea of red across the uh, across the river over there and um, hopefully get a win. And like Choke was saying, we don't know what Memphis is going to like this year. We don't know if it's going to be a 55-50 to 50 game like last year. We don't know if it's going to be a 7 to nothing game, you know, uh, which I hope the Red Bulls were, are on the winning end of a 7 to nothing game, if anything, but – uh, um, I'm just overall looking forward to this schedule. Um, the roster we have coming in is incredible, and I think Butch has something up his sleeve this year that uh, he's keeping very quiet, and I'm looking forward to it. I am too. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to temper the optimism a little bit because there there are so many questions this year with the with Arkansas Definitely. State, particularly. Well, I was about to say particularly on the offense, but then I can name several more on the the defense as well. So I, I try to, to kind of slow my roll a little bit. But, but you look at, at some of these opponents, and I don't feel like it is a wild thing to say to, to say that this is a schedule that can set you up to get back to a bowl game. Yeah, exactly. And I think it really starts right there at that Old Dominion game because we had no idea about Old Dominion. I don't think – maybe we played them back before I was born, uh, but uh, back in like the 70s and the 80s. But I have no idea what that game could end up going like because Old Dominion's a hit-or-miss team sometimes. And uh, and then taking the, uh, you know, the trip to Southern Miss, yeah. the uh, uh, the history we the – hit, the standing history we have with them and uh, the unpleasant history we have playing down there. So – uh, I think those are going to be two critical games with these new teams coming in uh, on the road, kind of right there in the Sun Belt slate, and I think that'll really define how how we perform on the road this year, especially that first one with Old Dominion, because yeah. that first conference game is always one you got to get over the hump, especially if it's on the road. But um, yeah, I'm optimistic. I'm happy about the schedule. Uh, the UMass is a nice fit right there at the end. Is Walt Bell still there? He is not. Uh, he did. He did not have a lot of success as the head coach at UMass, and and he was let go towards the end of the twenty twenty one season. He is now the offensive coordinator uh, for another former Arkansas State uh, assistant. He's he's at Indiana with Tom Allen. Okay, okay. Uh, I think Indiana got a great hire with him, and I'll, I'll I'll be looking forward to see how Indiana performs this year under Walt Bell's offensive mindset. Uh, uh, Kara, I appreciate you taking my call, and y'all have a good day. Hey, you too, Trey. Thanks so much. A busy day. We're off and running. We're overdue for a break. Let's take one. Hey, A-State women's basketball going to be playing this time tomorrow. Let's look a little bit at their matchup when we return. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. 
Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket. Y'all, even after all the snow and ice, the weather is showing us that spring is coming and we're all about to be able to spend more time outside. Make your time outside better with Mr. T's at Riverside. Mr. T's has the coldest beer at the absolute best prices and the biggest selection, too, with more than 200 beers from around the world available. Come to the Show Me State just across the Kahlua-colored waters of the St. Francis River in Cardwell or Mr. T's Express at Red Onion, Missouri. And as always, Mr. T's Tees is open seven days a week and reminds you to drink responsibly. Riceland Foods in Jonesboro is hiring. Apply online at riceland.com for full-time direct hire manufacturing positions in our parboil mill and plant. Riceland Foods is an equal opportunity employer with a new competitive pay scale geared toward advancement and benefits including medical, dental, and vision insurance, paid time off, and paid holidays. Riceland Foods in Jonesboro has immediate openings for full-time manufacturing positions. Start your new career today with Riceland Foods. Go to Riceland.com and select jobs at the top of the page to apply online. What are you looking for in a dentist? Experience, a friendly, caring staff, the latest in procedures and technology. You can have all of those things at Brooklyn Dental. Dr. Tony and Dr. Adams have been taking care of patients across the area for years and have brought that care to the all-new Brooklyn Dental. They're accepting new patients right now and work with all types of insurance. So why wait? Call Brooklyn Dental now at 393-5330 to schedule an appointment. That's 393-5330. Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49 North in Brooklyn. Gazaway Ace and Paragold in Jonesboro reminds you that whatever the project, they're the place that has everything you need. Skip the rake this season. Power up your cleanup with an Ego 650 power blower. Check out the full line of Ego tools and save 10% on the Ego 650 blower. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks and helping you is the most important thing we do. That's Gazaway Ace on Hilltop in Jonesboro and West Kings Highway in Paragold. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go Gazaway. Trust your heart to better care at NEA Baptist. Better access means communication with your award-winning cardiac team anytime, anywhere with the MyChart app. Better technology means leading the state with new treatments and interventions right here in Jonesboro. Better is an integrated team of experts at your service when seconds matter. Your heart deserves better. Find it at NEA Baptist. Hey there, this is Brad Bobo, personally inviting you to join me for The Drive. It's a place where we talk about the sports news that matters to you and to the people making it. A-State in the Sun Belt, Arkansas in the SEC, plus the Cardinals, Grizzlies, and especially our local high school coaches and athletes. We've got you covered on The Drive. It truly is a show about local sports, plus you never know when a song is going to break out. So join Will I Ain't and me for The Drive weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 right here on the Ticket Radio Network. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. I'm gonna find them all. A fun discussion about John Morant during the break between Andrew and I. Uh, because holy moly, if you somehow missed last night's game, just go watch, go into the highlight reel. It's it is worth, it is worth two minutes of your day today, one thousand uh, percent. We'll talk more on John at Grizzlies win coming up later on in the program. But fill in the blank with us today. Arkansas State's twenty twenty two football schedule is blank. 
Uh, of course, it was released this morning, bright and early, 9 a.m. It does include three of the four newcomers in the league. Of course, you know that was all it was going to include anyways. You knew Southern Miss was going to be on there because they're in Arkansas State's division. And that series will start in Hattiesburg coming up in October. And then, uh, of course, uh, A-State will play two of the three Eastern newcomers. In fact, they open the conference slate at Old Dominion on September the 24th. And then uh, we'll also host James Madison on October the 8th. Uh, I tell you what, we've got so much to talk about with women's basketball. We're actually going to push that back to to our next commercial break because there's a lot I want to get into. But just as we continue to follow up on on this A-State football schedule, as mentioned, there are no midweek games. And I feel like this is kind of like a a put-up-or-shut-up schedule Mm -hmm. in the sense that for years as – fans we've complained about midweek games you know uh, they absolutely serve their purpose they are a four-hour advertisement for your team and absolutely nobody is ever mad when you see jay adams trending nationally right i mean there were some fun moments from those games it was a great opportunity to to highlight showcase arkansas state football but as fans let's be honest they suck if you live out of town, you can't go to these games unless somehow you have a magical, wonderful boss who's going to let you take off for a day to, to go watch football. <laughs> Driving home at night for some of you that, that live in Little Rock, I mean, look, maybe you can see, you're not old, so maybe you can see better in the dark than I can, but it, it's just not a good trip. If it's a midweek game and you're from out of town, you can't bring the family. Even if you live locally in town, even if your boss is like a diehard Red Wolf fan, they're not going to let you off at noon to go tailgate. Yeah. So you've got all of these different things that are not fan-friendly about midweek games. But this year, you as a fan, myself as a fan, we don't have to worry about that. There's not an excuse this year for not being able to make it to the full home slate. And when I say it's put up or shut up, I mean this from the fan base. I mean this from the team. I mean this from the program. This has got to be a year where Arkansas State sells a ton of season tickets. I know that can be a little bit more of a challenge than than other years because this team is coming off a 2-10 season. But you've got to be able to, you know, sell the locals, sell the out-of-towners, hey, all six of these games are in Jonesboro. This is the first time A-State has had six Saturday games since 2014. It's only the second time since 2002. You have got to, got to be able to drum up some strong season ticket sales for this season. And when I say it's put up or shut up for, for the team, this is an easy schedule. If we're looking at strength of schedule in the Sun Belt, I'm going to go out on a limb and tell you that A-State probably has the easiest strength of schedule out of every team in the league. One, you know, since you don't have any midweek games, there's not that week where you play on a Saturday and then you turn around and play on the following Thursday. You don't have that extra stress on these players' bodies of having to play two games in, in five days. So that's out the window. So that helps you out. Then in addition to that, we looked earlier, and, and yes, Louisiana was really good last year. Really, really good. But they have a new coach, and they're losing some new pieces. James Madison was really, really good last year. And and I see, I'm not going to go and say they're going to be 8-0 and like Georgia Southern was when they entered the league. But I am going to tell you, they're going to have a fairly easy transition. It's going to be a lot closer to Georgia Southern than to Georgia State, who was trash when they first entered the Sun Belt. So you've got those two games, but your other six conference games, those are winnable. The other six opponents last year went a combined 20 
two and 45 against FBS competition. They were not good. Now, they could be better, sure. Old Dominion might be better. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on in Old Dominion. There's a lot to learn there <laughs> over the next few months. But ULM, I mean, that's a team that A-State has, what, like a 12-game winning streak against? You know, you look at Southern Miss, they were down last year. You look at South Al, yeah, they're going to be in, in year two under a new head coach, and, and they had some good moments, but I don't know how much better they're going to be. Texas State has really struggled in the Jake Spavadol area. This, uh, excuse me, in the Jake Spavadol era. They're going to be dealing with, you know, kind of a, a season where he has to do something dramatically better or he's going to lose his job. And then Troy is under a first-year head coach. You have six winnable games on this schedule. Now, that, of course, depends on Arkansas State being able to find a new left tackle and deciding on a new quarterback and having that depth that they've acquired in the offseason pay off at linebacker and being able to beef up the defensive lines and then being able to find a new kicker and then working out whatever kinks you might have had with departures on special teams. And then additionally to that, finding a running game and, and being able to have some more standout wide receivers. So that's the checklist for A-State. It's not long or anything at all. But it's a lot. this is a winnable schedule. Yeah. We need to take a break. When we come back. A-State women's basketball on the court tomorrow on Pensacola. Let's dive into that preview. We'll do it when we return right here on The Ticket. The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776. The Mosquito Armageddon is upon us in Jonesboro and Northeast Arkansas and Southeast Missouri. Farm fields are being flooded with millions of gallons of water as we speak, throwing gasoline on the breeding fire of blood-sucking vampire mosquitoes no one likes. This alien invasion is happening, and Mosquito Joe needs to treat you now before it's too late. Mosquitoes have no benefit to humans. They must be exterminated. As a matter of fact, if a mosquito bites me then bite you it's like using the same syringe and that's why they do what they do at mosquito joe imagine being able to open your door during the summer and not worry about 500 mosquitoes trying to get in your house or buzzing around your ear at night while you sleep yes our treatment is pet friendly yard friendly we have all natural treatment that is bee friendly yes this kills fleas ticks black flies gnats and no seams as well and yes this kills mosquitoes on contact when they land on what we've sprayed call us today at 576-4257 so we can begin treatment of your home or business before the mosquitoes crush your way of living. It's only $49 for the first spray. Mosquito Joe, make outside fun again. Call 576-4257. Cattle prices down this hour, crops way up. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB New Market Report. March corn at 736 up 38 and a half with May corn at 725 and three quarters up 35. March soybeans at 1694 up 49 and three quarters with May soybeans at 1682 and a half up 45 and three quarters. March wheat at 977 and a half up 49 and a half with May wheat at 984 up 50. May cotton at 12284 up 372 with July cotton at 11932 up 350. March rice at 1586 and a half up 50 with May rice at 1599 up 30 and a half. Moving on to livestock now, April live cattle 14097 and a half down 45 with June live cattle 13730 down 40. March feeder cattle 15657 and a half down 115. April feeder cattle 16007 and a half down 192 and a half. April lane hogs at 10555 up 205. May hogs at 11075 up 310. That's your EAB new market report brought to you by Pico Foods. Now buy a new crop corn and Milo direct from local farmers in Arkansas, Alabama, Missouri and Mississippi. Farmers, have you booked your new crop corn and Milo before you 
too. Call Pico Foods. Pico is buying new crop corn and milo at always competitive prices. Pico Foods, the eighth largest poultry producer in the U.S. and a four-generation family-owned business, supports local producers. And they're buying new crop corn and milo right now. In Arkansas, Missouri, call David Durham or James Chester, 870-202-7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, call Craig Bird or John Taylor Hickman, 601-670-9383. Here's farmer and businessman James Wood. We farm about 3,500 acres. There's pipelines everywhere. The contractor working on my property did not have the lines located before he began work, and it resulted on a strike on a natural gas pipeline. Fortunately, no one was hurt, but it could have been much worse. Never assume the location or depth of underground lines. Always call 811 or visit clickbeforeyoudig.com before you start work. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety campaign. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, we welcome you back to the Workday Red Zone. March the 1st. Here, a beautiful, beautiful day in Northeast Arkansas. So excited to get out and watch May State baseball later. We'll talk about that later on in the show. But March, of course, means tournament time around college basketball. We're still a little ways out from Selection Sunday, but that means it is conference tournament time. And the Arkansas State women up first out of the two A-State teams in Pensacola. They're going to start their tournament run at 11.30 tomorrow morning, taking on Coastal Carolina. Your pregame coverage is going to start at 11 a.m., so we will not be with you tomorrow night, uh, tomorrow afternoon, excuse me, uh, which is, hey, I'm, I'm A-OK with that. Would much rather be listening to some college hoops than, than doing this show. Um, A-State, again, is going to open with Coastal Carolina, and, and you go back and you look, and this is one of those games where you simply cannot in any way, shape, or form go back and look at the last time these two teams played to give any indication of how it might go down tomorrow. Um, These teams met on January the 15th in Jonesboro, and Arkansas State absolutely walloped Coastal Carolina. Uh, They were better than Coastal in three out of four quarters. They closed really strong. A-State had a 48-point second half. It was a 21-point win. And there were so many good things that happened for the Red Wolves. But they had Kia Pan in that game. So as we all know, this is a dramatically different A-State team than it was when these teams met up in January. Um, again, with that game, you know, Kia Patton, not only did you have Kia Patton available in that game, but that was like a phenomenal performance from Kia Patton. She led the team in scoring that day, and she also had six steals, a couple assists, three rebounds. I mean, she absolutely stuffed the box score. So it's really hard to do any kind of apples-to-apples comparison with what happened in January between these two teams to what we're going to see coming up tomorrow at, at 11.30. Uh, the size disadvantage for A-State is is going to come into play, which they didn't have a lot of size uh, last time against Coastal. But Coastal has a starter that is... They have two contributors that are sisters. One is a starter, one is one of the first players off the bench. And I cannot remember which one is which, but one is 6'1 and one is 6'5. <laughs> so Coastal has a significant height advantage over Arkansas State in this one. So, and they've got a player by the name of Asia Blount. 
and she plays even bigger than her size, which she's already 5'11", so it's not like she's lacking in size to begin with, but she's a great, great player, and uh, she is actually the reigning Sunbelt Conference Player of the Week because she put up, she puts up like Omir numbers, basically. Uh, not all the time, but she's coming off a week where she did that. In their two wins last week, she averaged 19.5 points per game and 18 rebounds. Wow. Again, that's an average. That's not one game performance or a total <laughs> performance. That was her average last that's, week. That's crazy. Uh, needless to say, she was a first-team All-Sunbelt Conference selection. So that's the big task for A-State is trying to shut her down, slow her down, just find some way to contain her. More on that game in a moment. Let's go to the Ritter Communications Hotline and check in with Zach. How are you? What's up, Kara? Hey, what's up, man? Not much. What are we talking about today? Football schedule's out. You seen it? No, but I will talk about something else, if you don't mind. All right. uh, you see that full-court pass from uh, Steve Adams to John Morant last night? John Morant was a highlight machine last night. There's no doubt about it. And, yes, big hat tip on Steven Adams. Uh, just that the likelihood of, of that play being able to be repeated where you have both the perfect heave and the perfect catch and shoot, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, a, very, that's a very low probability basket. I would say the degree of difficulty on that shot or in that pass and, and, and shot was more, than, more so than the one with Grant Hill and Christian Leitner back in, back in the early 90s, Kentucky versus Duke. I mean, uh, Jaw Carter from the corner. You know, Leitner caught us from the free, right around the free throw line, but Jaw Carter from the corner in air spun yeah. around without touching the ground and shot it and made it at halftime. Yeah, I think that's the degree of difficulty is the fact that, that Jaw had to do all of this in, in the air. He never yeah, touched well, the ground. It was, it was further back. I mean, it was you know, it was, he was right there by the uh, by the uh, the baseline, you know. But anyways, well, y'all agree with me on this. I mean, this is going. I don't think this is going to sound too crazy, but you know, as, as far as best players right now in the league, I mean, I, I think Giannis and Joel Embiid are the top two, and you, I think LeBron's still up there. But I would say John Morant's the top four or five player right now, and I think he he'd be number three on my MVP list. I'm going to be – I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm, I'm going to be fascinated, Zach, at the end of the year to find out how many votes he gets in the MVP race because he's, he's going to get, you know, some. So where is he going to end up in, in the ranking? Because he is obviously – Memphis has a lot of talent, obviously, but, I mean, he's he's the catalyst. He is the reason for the yeah. significant success this year. So a lot of times it, it always depends on how people define the word valuable. Everybody's going to define it a little bit differently, but – I mean, you look at value to a team, and there's not not many players who have a higher value to you their, take what, their you team. You take Josh's team, and they're not the team they are without a doubt. He he's the straw that stirs the drink on that on that team without a doubt. But yeah, yeah. You know, like I said, I think the two big men. I think Greek Freak and Joel. Those are the two best players that are having great years. LeBron's having a good year, but LA sucks. Bad. I think Josh got to be right there at that number three slot as far as MVP voting goes, aside from those two, because his team's a uh, his team is contending the West, unlike the Lakers. I'd so. put him. I'd put him four, just because Steph's having a really good season too. That's the only Steph thing. Steph is. Yeah. Steph is having a good. But you know what though, Andrew? Look at their stats right now, head to head, and uh, Jaw has got better numbers. True. That is fair. That's a fair point. You know. Anyways, well, guys, I guess that's all I got here. I'll get off here so Rudolph Martin can call in and give his two cents worth, and I'll catch up to you later. Okay. Just looking at some some NBA rankings. Uh, this is actually from NBA.com. They also have Jokic uh, involved in their rankings as well. I don't watch enough Denver basketball, uh, to be honest, to know where he's at. But uh, the stat line is certainly impressive. 26 points per game, 14 rebounds, 8 assists. 
I mean, so, it's it's absurd for what is he a forward or a center? I think he's a power forward. Maybe he's a center. I can't remember. But either way, plays like a point guard, and it's it's insane. See that Tim Duncan type that just plays like uh, in yeah. terms of those two big he's, positions, he can do either one, and everybody's his, forever going to argue over what he is. <laughs> his famous quote that is you know circulated Twitter a million times is that he said, "I was fat growing up, so I was a fat point guard," and then he got tall, and he said, "So I know how to play point guard." <laughs> So there you go. <laughs> Whatever but. works. Whatever works. Uh, let's hit pause here. I do want to share a couple clips with you from, from Destiny Rogers, but we need to go ahead and take a break. But we'll come back and, and look at how the A-State women's basketball coach views this matchup tomorrow for the Red Wolves. More on that when we return. Keep it here on the Workday Red Zone. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Well, it's no secret Arizona Cardinal quarterback Kyler Murray wants a contract extension. Yesterday, his agent released a statement that said actions speak louder than words and that the Cardinals should be rushing to extend their, quote, rapidly improving quarterback. Kyler's a great talent, but rapidly improving might be a little bit of a stretch. Murray has had similar stats all three years he's been in the league. And if actions speak louder than words, his performance in the playoffs don't bode well for him. Murray completed 55% of his passes for no touchdowns and two picks versus the Rams in the wild card. It's one game, but if you're going to pay a quarterback close to $50 million a year, you need to show up in big games or at least have an overall winning record in your career. Murray hasn't done either. Will the Cardinals get rid of him? Probably not. But when you complain and say your team's actions speak louder than their words, it might be wise to make sure your actions back up your demands first. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. And now, and now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real live person. You know, a human being who's actually understanding your issues and works to resolve them. Someone with a knack for helping others and has a pulse. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. It's live customer service. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Near historic low rates may be a great reason to refinance, but when matched with an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot, you could be saving money and paying more towards the bottom line. Call a Loan Depot loan officer and ask about our 27-year smart term loan or our 10-year arm loan. Get a great rate matched with a great loan by calling 866-888-LOAN or visit LoanDepot.com. At Loan Depot, Home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 174. Cooler weather is here, but that doesn't mean it's time to put up the clubs. NEA Golf Cars has all the accessories for the golfer who knows there is no off-season. Go buy NEA Golf Cars and see their selection of windshields, rain covers, and countless other manufacturer original parts. And if it's time to park your cart, bring it to NEA Golf Cars for service to make sure there are no surprises next spring. And as always, you can check out their selection of new golf cars, including the Onward Series from Club Car. Call 236-GOLF or get by NEA Golf Cars, Highway 49 in First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas is striving to make life easier for all their banking customers by introducing a brand new way to control your Visa debit card. With the My Card Rules mobile app, you can turn your debit card on or off with the push of a button, set limits on spending and transaction types, see recent transactions, customize alerts, and so much more. Existing customers can download the free My Card Rules app today in the Apple app or Google Play Store. We're giving you the power to take control of your card at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. Member FDIC. 
Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Andrew with you again. Uh, Not going to be with you tomorrow. We've got Arkansas State women's basketball that's going to tip off at 1130. Pre-game coverage coming at 11. And uh, although our question today or our topic is A-State football schedule focused, I do want to continue to get everybody ready for that game for A-State women's hoops tomorrow. Uh, We have a couple of clips here to share with you from head coach Destiny Rogers. Mentioned the first time these teams met or actually the only time they met so far this season. Uh, Arkansas State was a little bit of a different team. This was all all the way back on January the 15th. They had Kia Patton, who of course they will not have tomorrow at Pensacola. So, uh, Coach Rogers talks about what what you take away from that first meeting back in January. I mean, obviously, we look back at the things that worked well for us, uh, the things that we didn't do well against them. Um, you know, and, you know, like you said, we're not the same team at all. Um, but we're still a really good team. Um, and, you know, we have that confidence. I think we have that momentum going into the tournament. And so what we've done is, you know, is, is watch – you know, their games here recently to kind of see what they've changed up. You know, what are they doing that's the same? Uh, who's playing well for them at this point? And, uh, you know, we just treat it like it's a new season, to be honest with you. Everybody is zero and zero. Doesn't matter what happened the last, you know, couple months. Uh, it's anybody's game, in my opinion. So um, we just we just prepare the way that we normally do. And, uh, you know, just moving forward with the uh, adjustments that we've had to make, do, make due to our numbers and just try to be the best at how we're trying to play right now. And uh, I feel pretty confident about us playing our ba- best basketball uh, going into the tournament. With Coastal Carolina, we mentioned in the previous segment, uh, two significant contribute- contributors on that team, the Camp Sisters, clock in at 6'1 and 6'5. Aja Blunt is 5'11", with the exception of Trinity Jackson. A-State does not have, you know, a, a, a big, and we know that Trinity is limited. More on that in, in just a moment. So how does A-State handle this size disadvantage? Well, you know, they're huge. <laughs> Probably, you know, uh, one of the biggest teams in the conference. So if they're going to go big on us, they're going to have to chase us. Uh, you know, they're, 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 when they played us, they had three bigs in at one time. And I want to say it was six, five, six, three, and maybe six, one. And so we're going to be small. So good luck chasing us down the floor. Uh, so we'll just, you know, we'll pack it in and we'll go zone and box out a rebound and we're going to fly. And so hopefully with us playing that way, uh, we can kind of get them out of it. We took UTA out of their game as well doing that, uh, because when we went small ball, they had to go man. Uh, because we had so many shooters on the floor and it allowed us to get to the bucket and, and get looks at the rim, which, you know, when people guard us, man, we're just really hard to guard. Last thing here, I know the biggest story over the past couple of weeks has been the health of Trinity Jackson. Uh, she suffered that shoulder injury back in, uh, oh gosh, several weeks ago, the game at Little Rock. She was missed a couple games after that. She's been playing, but obviously she's not 100%. So what is her status for tomorrow? I don't think that shoulder is going to be where it needs to be to next November. <laughs> you know, she does have a large tear uh, to her labrum. Uh, so she's just, she's having to play through a lot of pain. Uh, so, you know, she can honestly really only go, you know, three to five minutes at a time. And we have to kind of pull her to try to control that a little bit. Uh, but she's, you know, definitely um, sore and having to play through quite a bit of pain. Again, tomorrow at 1130. Here's how A-State wins. 
you turn it into a track meet. You make good selections with your shooting because you're not going to get very many second chance opportunities. You let Jyra do what Jyra does so that she continually drives but then kicks it out to the shooters when there's traffic in the paint. And then uh, A-State just has to flaunt their three-point advantage and force a lot of turnovers. Super simple, right? Easy. Easy peasy. Coastal Carolina, by the way, is kind of sloppy with the ball. They they have, like, the worst turnover margin in, in the Sun Belt. So, uh, that's uh, I know just saying, oh, just win the turnover battle is such a gimme take on any particular game. But it is an area where Coastal Carolina is, is a little bit lacking. They're, yeah. they're, they're sloppy. A-State needs to fully take advantage and uh, score as many points off those turnovers as they possibly can. Very excited for this game tomorrow. Uh, look, I'm going to cross my fingers that not only are we not going to be with you tomorrow, but I'm going to hope that we're not here with you on, on Friday either. So that's that's the hope. But uh, again, no show for us tomorrow. We do have another hour today. We've got still a ton to digest with this football schedule. We've got to talk some A-State baseball today. They are going to be uh, in town for the home opener. And oh, by the way, 1.30, we're going to have a conversation with voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. So that is everything we're going to try and throw at you in hour two. Wish us luck and keep it right here. We'll be back in a moment for more of the Workday Red Zone. This is Will Oswald with your Tuesday Ticket Radio Network Sports Update brought to you by Plaza Tire Service. North Shadow Mirror named yesterday as the Sunbelt Conference Men's Basketball Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year and also named to the All-Conference First Team postseason list yesterday from the league office in New Orleans. On the women's side, Lauren Pendleton of the Red Wolves named the Women's Sunbelt Freshman of the Year. Trinity Jackson earning honors on the All-Conference Third Team postseason list. In the American Midwest Conference, Williams Baptist Lady Eagles standout Taylor Freeman named the league's defensive bat Basketball Player of the Year and also a first-team all-conference selection. Honorable mention honors going to Italy Gray and Kaylee Clark of Williams Baptist. Clark also named to the league's all-freshman team with Jaya Jefferson. Kia Perry named to the league's Champions of Character team. In the NBA, John Morant breaks the Grizzlies' all-time franchise record for scoring in a single game for the second game in a row, hitting the Spurs for 52 points last night as the Grizz won 118-105 at FedEx Forum. Bringing you the rest of the tires, that's why it's the tire service and that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. Now, hiring. Local Tire and Wheel is hiring. And if you're out of work or just looking to kickstart a brand new career, apply today at Local Tire and Wheel. 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro, across from Burger King. So Local Tire and Wheel is now hiring with immediate openings for multiple positions, including team managers, account managers, and shop technicians. Local Tire and Wheel is offering competitive pay for both full and part-time positions. Local Tire and Wheel is locally owned and operated out of Jonesboro, and they're looking to add to their local 
local team of tire and wheel specialists. With opportunities available immediately, begin a new career in a company that thrives on providing advancement and growth opportunities both in the Jonesboro Marketplace and around the Mid-South. So stop by, meet the team, and apply today at Local Tire and Wheel, 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro, across from Burger King. Find out more at localtireandwheel.com or on Facebook, search Local Tire and Wheel Jonesboro. Local Tire and Wheel is an equal opportunity employer. Yard Envy. It's a real thing. The guy three houses down has an amazing yard. Why can't my lawn look lush and healthy? Well, he uses J&K Lawn and Tree Service. Whether the job is large or small, commercial or residential, J&K Lawn and Tree Service offers incredible lawn care. Call 870-897-1329 today. Overgrown hedges, troublesome trees, or unwanted stumps, J&K can take care of that too with tree removal, trimming, and fertilizing too. J&K also has a 10% discount for seniors and veterans. Call 870-1329. Make your lawn the best on the block with J and K. Hey, it's Brandon Baxter for my insurance agent, Rob Taylor, and his team at Rob Taylor State Farm. You'll get the best rates and coverage for you and your family with Rob Taylor State Farm Insurance. I mean, let's be real. You want the best coverage for the least amount of money, and there's no need to overpay. So whether you're looking for vehicle insurance, home insurance, renter's insurance, business insurance, or life insurance, make it Rob Taylor State Farm. Reach out to Rob Taylor State Farm Insurance and get a free quote today. Tell them, Carla. Eso es correcto, Brandon. Puedes agarrar los mejores precios y coberturas para ti y tu familia con Rob Taylor State Farm. Puede ser aseguranza para tu auto, casa, negocio y vida, incluyendo aseguranza para inquilinos. Hazlo con Rob Taylor State Farm y pregunten por Carla. It's Rob Taylor State Farm Insurance in Jonesboro at 2203 East Nettleton and on Highway 67 in Pocahontas. Call 870-520-6161 or search Rob Taylor State Farm on Google or on Facebook. Rob Taylor State Farm en Jonesboro y Pocahontas. El número para marcar es 870-520-6161. Get your chores done in comfort with a Case IH Farmall Compact Tractor with factory installed cab. From sunny day mowing to dusty leaf blowing and windy weather snow blowing, Baker Implement has a Farmall that will keep you dry and comfortable. The Farmall cab has two wide opening doors, rear opening window, and high visibility roof panel, plus heat, air conditioning, deluxe seat, windshield wiper and washer, front and rear work lights, and more. Check out the Farm All Tractors at your nearest Baker Implement dealer or go online to BakerImplement.com today. This is KNEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. March the 1st, Mardi Gras Day. Hope some of you out there are getting to stuff your face with king cake. Uh, we got a lot going on today here in the KNEA studio. Kara Ritchie and Andrew Bowen with you uh, for the following hour. Looking ahead to what's going on. Uh, 1.30, we're going to be joined in studio by Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. And I honestly don't even know where we're going to start the conversation. There's so much going on right now with, with Arkansas State <laughs> Athletics. In fact, uh, shame on me. We've gone the entire first hour of the program with barely even mentioning what was yesterday's huge news. And it was that A-State second-year freshman forward Norshad O'Meara is a Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year. Now, to be fair, that's not like that was exactly groundbreaking news, right? 
Uh, if you had watched him play really at any point in time this season, or if you had looked at the insane numbers that he put up, you probably saw that coming. Uh, yeah. But uh, I do think it was it was a little bit of a, a pleasant surprise that he was also the defensive player of the year, and not that he was you know by any stretch undeserving or anything like that. We talked about the steal numbers and the block numbers and, and the defensive re- rebounding, but I'll be honest with you, I'm just a little bit more out of the loop with the other defensive statistics around the league, so I didn't know necessarily where he would factor into that conversation, but... Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, just the third time that those honors have gone to the same player. So he continues just in insane, insane season. He's the first player, uh, the first underclassman to win that award since uh, four years ago, just eighth overall. The eighth, uh, excuse me, third player in league history that has won Freshman of the Year and followed it the next season with Player of the Year honors. He is the third player in history to earn that honor for Arkansas State. He's the first since Chico Fletcher. Of course, that was back in the late 90s when Chico went back-to-back in 98 and 99. Uh, And he's the first, or excuse me, third player in program history to earn the defensive honors, but the first since Jason Jennings in 2002. So it's been a minute since we've seen somebody on the A-State roster able to do the things that Omir has done. Uh, Yesterday, we went through a lot of the different statistical things uh, surrounding his year, surrounding his career at Arkansas State, everything from, uh, you know, how he's the only player so far in Sunbelt Conference history to average 19-plus and 13-plus rebounds in league-only games. He's just does everything, and he does everything so well that it kind of blows your mind. I tell you what, though, we'll talk a lot more with you Thursday in regards to Omir and in regards to Arkansas State men's basketball. As that's when the men uh, will get their Sunbelt Conference tournament run underway. So uh, that is something that we'll all be looking forward to on Thursday. We'll talk a lot of A-State. We'll talk a lot about ULM, and we'll throw out the name Metz-Clarice-Chevilly a couple of times just, you know, for the sake of it. So that's what we'll see coming up on Thursday. Meanwhile, today, uh, it's more of a KavanaughCars.com topic than necessarily a question because we want you to fill in the blank with us here. Arkansas State's 2022 football schedule is blank. Looking at some of your answers on Twitter, Rodney says that it's way more favorable than last year's. And, And one way that I really, really agree with him here is if you go back to last year, you know, living in Arkansas, September is always going to be hit or miss with football weather. You could have a beautiful 80-degree day at Centennial Bank Stadium, or you could have a not-as-beautiful 105-degree day. So September's kind of rough. You get into November, it can be kind of cold. You've always got at least one Saturday where it's not just going to be cold, but it's going to be rainy and cold, and it's going to be gross. So, like, October. October is the month where you typically anticipate having really good football weather. It's prime time. Arkansas State did not play a single Saturday home game in the month of October last season. So this year, you've got three. Three different Saturdays in October that you need to plan to be out at Centennial Bank Stadium. So I certainly agree with the uh, way more favorable take from Roddy. Now, I don't know if that's what he necessarily meant. He could be talking about uh, strength of competition. Because again, this year on the Arkansas State football schedule, unlike last year, A-State will play neither Appalachian State nor Coastal Carolina so 
you're going to miss two of the big dogs in the league, two of the teams that have been really tough over the past few years. And, of course, those teams beat you by a combined 66 points last season. So, obviously, when you want to get better, um, when you need to get better, you want to challenge yourself with with some of the top teams. But I'm going to be okay if A-State does not challenge itself with those two teams in particular until 2023 <laughs> or 2024. I can last agree year, with that. Last year was bad. Those games were awful. They uh, were, yeah. They were butt kickings. They were unenjoyable. They were not fun. I'm not mad that those teams are not <laughs> going to be on the schedule. Yeah, they were bad. Brad and I were in the booth together watching it. <laughs> it was it was terrible. <laughs> Kelly calls this schedule impressive. Walker says it's a good one. Mr. A answers with the word winnable. Uh, so those are some of your answers on Twitter at camera underscore Richie. Uh, you can search for the question using the hashtag WDRZ. Our phone lines are open right now, by the way, 9303776 is the number to call. And of course, you can answer on Facebook as well. When you look around at the schedule, of course, a big question yesterday was, was who's going to be on it, which is not normally the question. Um, Normally, if you're trying to figure out who's going to be on a Sunbelt schedule, it's because you miss, like, a team. You play eight of your nine conference foes. This year, it was like, all right, (laughs) is it going to be 11 teams or is it going to be 14 teams? And it seemed like there was enough, you know, rumors and and chit-chat and statements and lawsuits to indicate that we would see all 14 teams on the Sunbelt conference schedule. But again, nothing was set until 9 a.m. And I know there are questions of, all right, is this like a rough draft of the schedule or is this still subject to litigation or this is the schedule. This is the schedule for Arkansas State and for the Sun Belt Conference. And you can look at who everybody plays on, on the Sun Belt website. There are not going to be any changes to this schedule. The only changes now that we'll see in regards to the Arkansas State football schedule and it won't even necessarily be changes because they're not announced yet. Well, we might see different times throughout the season. Um, there's still the opportunity for for different games to be flexed into ESPN programming as opposed to ESPN Plus. So that could change. But if you're looking at, you know, does A-State need a plan B for September the 24th when they're scheduled to play at Old Dominion? The answer is no. They are playing Old Dominion on September the 24th. James Madison will be in Jonesboro on October the 8th. Southern Miss... Uh, A-State will make the trip to Hattiesburg on October the 15th. So that is that is the schedule, the schedule coming up for this year. There's still, with these uh, SB3 teams, there's still a lot of finagling that I don't understand because I'm not a lawyer that is, that is going on uh, in terms of the fact that, you know, we've seen Marshall file a lawsuit. We've seen Southern Miss file a lawsuit. And then we've seen... I think Old Dominion is going through something legally as well. I don't know if this is true because this is like a, a message board type nugget of information. But I did see somebody state that that the lawyer who granted Southern Miss, uh, you know, that, that ruled against them having to go into arbitration with Conference USA, that particular judge was a Southern Miss ticket holder. I don't know if that's true or not, but that just shows the possibility of how challenging it is going to be for Conference USA to go to judges and courts in West Virginia, in Virginia, in Mississippi, to go into these local courts and deal with these local judges and lawyers that really don't care what 
Conference USA wants. They're going to protect what's in the best interest of their local university. So I don't know what Conference USA is doing right now. I kind of expected them at some point in time today to put out a statement. I have not seen one yet. But anyways, these teams are on the Sunbelt schedule. So (laughs) the football schedule, of course, is is what happens first. It's what is released first. But this is also, this is an all-sport move. So as we look ahead to next basketball season, we'll see, see some of these teams on the, the slate there. Baseball is going to be even tougher next year. And we'll talk more on baseball in a moment as uh, the home opener coming up for the Red Wolves this afternoon. Checking on the Ritter Communications hotline, though. Talk with Red Wolf Mark. What are you doing? Not much. How you doing, Mr. Kerr? Doing good. Thanks for calling. I wanna I wanna let everybody know I got a baseball ticket for for the ninth game if they want it. Okay. Uh it's a free one. Okay. Which gets Mississippi Valley State. I know they got one tomorrow and one 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 today and one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So if they want if they want these two tickets, they can call me. They can set my spot tonight. Okie dokie. because uh, uh I want to make somebody happy. That way they can go. And I'm going to to games uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It should be a good weekend for it. Yeah. It's going to be a good game. So so I'm going to leave out my phone number with that. All righty. It's 870-340-8697. So if you can get in touch with me, I can meet you somewhere. Anywhere you want me to meet you. Give me a ring and... You want these? If you want the, if you want the ticket, alert me. Okie dokie. All right, all right. Bye bye. Bye bye. I tell you what. Let's actually go ahead and, and hit pause here. I, I want to talk, you know, some A State baseball with you. I want to check in on what's going on in Major League Baseball with you. So we're gonna. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful spring day. It is baseball weather. We're gonna have baseball talk when we return. Keep it with us on the Workday Red Zone. Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket. Joined now by A-State senior Marquise Eaton. Pre- you were at the, the press conference. I was conference. at the press conference, me and my mom. Everybody just got up and started clapping. Yeah. I was so confused. I remember that. I was that. like, what? <laughs> I didn't think, I didn't know who, what they were clapping for. <laughs> I was looking around like, what? <laughs> what? What are we clapping for? I think I started clapping too. I'm like, <laughs> then... Then my mom was like, they clapping for you, crazy. It's the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast. Hello, this is Bob Moore with Moore Air Conditioning. Heating issues when the temperature drops interrupt your life in more ways than one. We're here to help. When you need your heating system repaired, you need it fast. Get more assurance with the Moore Same Day Guarantee. We'll send a licensed and trained technician to your home the same day you call or you don't pay a service fee. That's the Moore Assurance Guarantee. Creating comfort one home at a time. Call Moore Air Conditioning today, 870-336-2023. When it comes to servicing your vehicle, trust the folks at Purcell Tire and Service Center. Purcell provides unbeatable service, and that includes free alignment checks on their state-of-the-art Hawkeye alignment machine. Plus, every Tuesday is Ladies' Day at Purcell, where all ladies get an oil change, tire rotation, and brake inspection for just $37.95. And Purcell continues to be the home of the lowest price around on quality Michelin tires. Call them at 972-TIRE, 972-TIRE, or go see your friends at Purcell Tire and Service Center. Parker and Caraway, Jonesboro. 
Gazaway Ace and Paragold and Jonesboro remind you that whatever the project, they're the place that has everything you need. Skip the rake this season. Power up your cleanup with an Ego 650 power blower. Check out the full line of Ego tools and save 10% on the Ego 650 blower. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks and helping you is the most important thing we do. That's Gazaway Ace on Hilltop and Jonesboro and West Kings Highway and Paragold. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go Gazaway. The Storehouse has a new location, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, and they have everything for your business. Office supplies, office furniture, fireproof files, printer towers and ink, break room supplies, cleaning supplies, bathroom supplies, self-inking stamps, printing, and so much more. The Storehouse offers free delivery, and you can order online or over the phone if you need. The Storehouse, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, or call 870-972-6360. Put your business in the hands of the experts at The Storehouse today. Several years ago, an older female customer had an accident. I heard about it and called her. She let me know that she was okay, but it wasn't her fault. The accident happened in front of her house. I asked what happened and she said, Danny, I was turning my driveway and a man hit me and I turn in my driveway at the same time every day and everyone knows that and he still hit me. Glenn Sane and God bless our troops. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. It's Kara and Andrew with you, 9303 the number to call. Arkansas State's 2022 football schedule is blank. It is a KavanaughCars.com fill-in-the-blank topic on today's program. Of course, KavanaughCars.com, a uh, wonderful sponsor of ours and a wonderful resource for you to find the perfect vehicle for you. Maybe you need maybe maybe you need a convertible on a day like this. I don't know. Just uh, whatever you're out there looking for, they're going to have it. Uh, because if you go to KavanaughCars.com, uh, it is the full Kavanaugh inventory that is under the Kavanaugh umbrella. So every single vehicle from every single Kavanaugh dealership you can find right there. That's their their new inventory. That is their pre-owned certified inventory. And uh, they're always open at KavanaughCars.com. You can shop online from home. Uh, once you get that perfect ride picked out, you can get pre-approved, calculate your payment, find out what your trade is worth. And uh, again, just a great, great one-stop shop to help you out in the car buying process. KavanaughCars.com. Uh, a lot of baseball talk to to dive into for on on multiple different levels, but we'll we'll start here in Jonesboro, where thank the Lord it is a beautiful day in Northeast Arkansas, and Arkansas State baseball is finally going to have their home opener. Uh, Mother Nature, of course, did not do exactly a a solid for a state baseball last weekend. What was originally supposed to be a three game home opening series. Against UAPB was changed at one point to a Sunday doubleheader, which was changed to nothing at all due to unplayable field conditions, which I'm sure included, you know, an an inch of ice. So it's been a week now since Arkansas State has been on the field, and you certainly don't want to see a disruption like that at the beginning of the season, but you especially don't want to see it when there's still a team that's got a a few different things to to work out. A-State, of course, comes into tonight. And into this two-game series with Mississippi Valley State with an 0-4 record. And with with one exception, which was the season opener at Sanford, 
these games have been fairly lopsided. And the reason for it is because A-State's kind of struggling with, with some of the things that they struggled with last year when they had the worst ERA in the Sunbelt Conference. And that is, you know, finding the strike zone and being able to prevent extra bases. With A-State, you know, the the issue has been the fact that this team has a a walk rate that's close to their strikeout rate. And those are numbers that you never, ever, ever want to see be like one-to-one. You, you want to have significantly more strikeouts on your stat sheet than you do walks. And we haven't seen that yet for the Red Wolves. When you factor in, you know, extra bases on errors, on on wild pitches, pass balls, uh, things like that, it, it just has, has not contributed to, to great stuff there for A-State to start early. But they're certainly going to be well-rested coming into this one today. So uh, every arm going to be available for A-State as they take on Mississippi Valley State. Now, Mississippi Valley State, two and three on the year, not not really a program that's known for its baseball success. In fact, their coach is in his sixth season and uh, overall and, and does not have a great career record. So it's just a little bit of a tough program there. There are, though, despite some, some lopsided scores early in the season, some positives to take from how A-State has started. And I'll tell you what, we actually have a couple of clips here from head baseball coach Tommy Raffo, and I'll let him tell you about what have been some of the bright spots here in this uh, first four games of the season. I think we got some youngsters that we really like uh, that are playing this year for us. You know, Will French and Daedric Kale. Uh, you saw them play the middle of the infield against Old Miss. I did not feel like they were uh, overwhelmed at all. I feel like they were, they were ready to play and you know, they got their feet wet against Sanford, so we're excited about that for them. We have a young man that's been playing the outfield that had some good, had a good week. Uh, and Jacob Hager, down the bottom of the order, uh, was a freshman last year. We moved him from infield to outfield. You know, we had some guys on the bump that pitched a 7th, 8th, and ninth, or 6th, 7th, 8th, and Charlton and Bryant and uh, Anderson and, uh, you know, Wiseman. We saw the guys we want to get to at the end of the ball game. Uh, pitch well for us when they got the opportunity. So, yeah, those were some things we liked. Looking at some of those guys that he he mentioned, you know, you've got Will French, uh, just as, as a true freshman there, bat, batting at the top of the order, uh, batting leadoff there. And, and his on-base percentage, you know, 333. He's been able to pick up a couple extra base hits. And he certainly has not looked out of place as a true freshman in that role. Daedric Kale. A very small sample size because he's had limited bats. So that's the disclaimer there. But, you know, he's batting 500, so you take it. Jacob Hager is batting 538, so, you know, you take it. <laughs> but, uh, again, we'll, we'll be saying small sample size for the next two weeks in regards to this season before we try and figure out, you know, what these guys are, are going to do for the long haul this year for A-State. Now, the pitching numbers for the Red Wolves, not, not quite as, as pleasant. In fact, we're just not even going to discuss what the starting ERA is because it's not really fun to talk about. Um, the Red Wolves are going to go with Carter Holt today on the bump uh, in terms of a starter. His his numbers are, are tough, and one of the reasons his numbers are tough is because he's walked five batters in, in three and two-thirds innings. He does have the ability to strike out hitters, but you know he's he's got to be able to locate the strike zone just a little bit better today. He also has been prone uh, in these early games to giving up the long ball. I don't anticipate that being an issue today, just because, as we all know, the the Tom is where, you know, a, a giant cavern of a stadium where fly balls go to die. So <laughs> some of the homer issues that A-State had pitching-wise at Samford, I, I 
feel like the Tom is going to rectify that issue today. But uh, with today and tomorrow's games, again, everybody's going to be available because this team hasn't played uh, since last week. And Tommy Raffo talks about, you know, trying to see as many guys as he can over uh, this two-game stretch. You're going to see everybody pitch on Tuesday and Wednesday. And and what I mean by that is we got to get the guys that are going to pitch on the weekend. They got to pitch on Tuesday and Wednesday. And there's a big reason for that. There's no reason to hold them back. They need to be on the mound. Uh, we need our best guys on the mound. And um, uh, the more we can do that to prepare for Illinois State, the better. Um, obviously, we can't uh, control the weather. It's out of our hands. Um, we do we do think that the athletic department and you know, there's a plan for that and to take care of those issues later down the road for Arkansas State baseball. But uh, as far as this moment is concerned, that's out of our hands. We can't control it. And we got to go with the hand that's dealt. And we're going to do everything we can to get some guys out there on the bump uh, tomorrow. We're going to start Carter Holt and, um, you know, throw him and get him ready for the weekend. Last week's schedule, of course, was was gross for A-State baseball. Not just in Jonesboro, but they even have to, to shift around that – they even had to shift around, you know, that game at Ole Miss and bump it back a day. Uh, today, obviously, it's beautiful. You can look outside and see that. Tomorrow, maybe even a little bit nicer. Uh, that game tomorrow, by the way, is going to start at 3 o'clock. So at about 3 o'clock tomorrow, you're probably looking at 68 and sunny, which is beautiful baseball weather. Uh, you get into the weekend, Friday night's going to be really nice. In fact, uh, just a low of 54 on Friday night uh, for that next home series after that Saturday there's a chance of scattered thunderstorms but it looks like maybe the way uh, they're going to be scattered throughout the day a state can play around it Sunday maybe a little bit more dicey but you know we've got a couple days until then for that forecast to change so fingers crossed we're going to see five a state baseball games over the next six days and hopefully we'll see this team start to get things back on track I don't know if things are back on track for major league baseball or not um probably not probably not you know, these teams met until 2 a.m. this morning. Or not teams, but the two different sides. Uh, Major League Baseball's owners and its players association. And one thing they did agree on was to push the timeline back to today at 5. And, and the timeline that I'm talking about is, of course, you know, it's been commented on several times that Major League Baseball had originally set a deadline at yesterday, February the 28th to get a new CBA worked out or the regular season was going to have to be impacted and, and moved somewhat. They moved that deadline to 5 o'clock today. Um, I would assume it's 5 o'clock Eastern time because they're having these meetings at Roger Dean Stadium in, in Florida. So we might be looking at Major League Baseball on the clock for the next two and a half hours, and they've got to figure something out and uh, do it quickly. I, I haven't really seen anything positive. Uh the, the league officials did not head over to meet with the union for the first time today until 1228. So an hour ago. They've been meeting for an hour now. So what we've got right now in the past 24 hours is like just a whole lot of videos of people walking across parking lots and not a lot of information on what has happened between the two sides. Uh, I'm kind of going through here, by the way, and pulling up as many different major league uh, reporters as possible. But uh, it looks like uh, within the past 23 minutes, according to Bob Nightingale of USA Today, the Players Union submitted their proposal to MLB. So 
they are going back and forth <clears throat> and the end of the day who who knows it is it's bad that they're only agreeing on pushing the deadline back that's not a good sign no they they talked for 16 hours yesterday and again it is actually a four o'clock deadline today and there was an MLB spokesman last night who said quote we made progress and went to exhaust every possibility that's good but who knows um they did at least reach an agreement on the playoffs and the playoff pool so we will be looking at a 12 team playoff uh there had been talks that it was going to be as many as 14 and the original 14 team playoff format that I saw thrown out there was honestly garbage. Uh, so, <laughs> not Glad that I am, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a fan of, of continuing to expand playoffs, but, uh, but uh, I will take 12 over 14. Bob Nightingale actually this tweet within the past minute quote, big gaps still remain on several economic issues after counter proposal. So, uh, we will see if anything else comes out over the next uh, 30 four or so minutes until we wrap up today's workday red zone but I just uh, again it is it is hard to find optimism that we are actually going to see Major League Baseball played this month yeah uh, March 31st is when this regular season is supposed to get underway and it is it is hard to have hope for that at this point so I've just accepted that it's going to get pushed back I mean I hope it doesn't obviously there's always that little bit of hope, but I'm just preparing myself for that, so that way I'm not super disappointed. We do have college baseball. It is going to be a beautiful week, so <laughs> we'll uh, be okay. <laughs> we'll be looking forward to seeing how this week unfolds at, at Tomlinson Kell. So that's that is what I'm looking forward to in terms of my baseball talk right now. The bright that's, shining spot. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to get. Uh, we're going to talk some baseball, probably some football. Probably some basketball with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, when he joins us in studio following the break. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. We're the station that loves bat flips, transition threes, and end zone dances. One, two, three. It's Northeast Arkansas's sports station. 95.3. The Collision Repair in Jonesboro knows the hassle that a wreck or fender bender causes in our day-to-day lives. You need to be back in your vehicle fast and don't have time to keep taking it back into the shop for missed details. Collision Repair is committed to delivering quality work in a timely manner so you can be back on the road fast. You'll be glad you chose Collision Repair to get your car back to normal after an accident. Get your vehicle fixed right the first time. Call Collision Repair at 935-9482. Hi, it's Tara from Harris Ford. Hey, this is George Strait. At Harris Ford, we love George Strait, and we know you do too. And Harris Ford wants to give you the opportunity to win some free tickets to go see the King of Country, March 18th. All you have to do to qualify is take a test drive in any of our new or pre-owned vehicles. When you do, Harris Ford will put your name in the drawing box. Buy a vehicle and get three entries. You could win a pair of George Strait tickets. Come see us at Harris Ford for content Test rule. Exit 85 in Newport. You'll like what we do. Swing drive to deep left. It's going, going. Another home run for 1812 Pizza Company. 1812 Pizza Company knocks it out of the park every time with a huge selection of the area's best pizzas, salads, and sandwiches, plus a great list of lunch specials. And there are a ton of ways to get it to your team. Dine-in, delivery, or drive through at their Race Street location. Or delivery, curbside pickup, or dine-in with members and guests at Hilltop. And you can order online at 1812pizzacompany.com. Send your crowd home happier than a walk-off homer with 1812 Pizza 
Pizza Company. It's one of the best times of the year. Baseball is cranking back up, and basketball season is headed down the stretch. And as we march towards all the madness, your friends at the Ticket Radio Network are here to talk about it. Tune in every weekday to the front row with Budrow from 7 to 10. RWRC Radio, 10 to noon. The Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie from noon to 2. The Setup from 2 to 3, and The Drive with Brand Bobo from 3 to 6. Plus, we're your radio home for the Memphis Grizzlies. It's all right here on the Ticket Radio Network. Hello, this is Sidney Moncrief, former Razorback and NBA player. I know what it means to be strong defensively. You can help your team win. When it comes to COVID-19, your best defense is a COVID-19 vaccine. Getting the vaccine makes you a true team player, helping protect those people around you, especially those at high risk. So when it's your turn, don't miss your shot. I know I didn't. Sponsored by this station, the Arkansas Broadcasters Association and UAMS. You're fierce. You take care of business and don't hold back. Taking care of your health shouldn't be any different. You know when something's off. Don't ignore symptoms like fatigue, joint pain, and rashes. Listen to your body. It could be lupus. We're here to help you take control. Learn how at BeFierceTakeControl.org. Brought to you by the Lupus Foundation of America and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. We welcome you back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Andrew with you in studio, joined now by voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. It feels like there are a million things to catch up on right now in terms of Arkansas State Athletics. So I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> if it's okay with you, I'm going to start with, with today and kind of work backwards. Okay. All right, so today, this morning, 9 a.m., we see the release of the 2022 Arkansas State football schedule. Your, your thoughts on this slate for the Red Wolves? I love it, and the main reason is we've got six Saturday home games, which I can't remember the last time that happened. So, and not just home games, but nothing but Saturday games throughout the schedule. So that's the thing I'm most excited about. I know the midweek games, there is a benefit to that, but I don't know with as saturated as college football is right now, just nationally, if the benefit is what it used to be. I think having a bigger crowd on a Saturday is a much better deal for our fans uh, than anything else. So, you know, to have six Saturday home games is the thing I'm most excited about. And and it's cool to have, you know, some new blood in conference play. I mean, to to look at some different names on the conference schedule was kind of neat. We're going to see three of the four Sunbelt newcomers on this 2022 schedule. You know, a trip to Hattiesburg, uh, opening the slate at Old Dominion. Of course, James Madison playing here. But just, uh, you know, how much have you looked at those those programs? What's in store in, in those matchups coming up next year? Well, I know what most casual football fans know about those three. And I know James Madison has been a power at, at their level for some time now. And then... You know, you have to respect what Old Dominion and Southern Miss have done uh, in Conference USA. And, you know, we've played Southern Miss before. It's been a while since we've played them. But 
you know, it, it's uh, it's good to have a team that's a little bit closer uh, now. And, you know, geographically, there's just not – especially, you know, with Little Rock leaving now, uh, and I know they were basketball and baseball only, but, you know, ULM is our closest trip, and they're four and a half hours away. Yeah. So with Southern Miss, you're looking at, you know, five, five and a half down to Hattiesburg, so – that's not quite as far as as most of the other schools in our league. So I'm excited about, you know, them being in the conference and and playing that game again because we have had some good games with them in yeah. the past. Eh. Lost six straight to Southern Miss. You know, we had a chance to, chance to end one of the, to, the longest uh, current losing streaks. Yeah, I go back to uh, that 08 season. And, you know, we open with the win at A&M. And then had the 83-10 to 10 win over Texas Southern the mm-hmm. following week. And then, you know, we've, we've got Southern Miss coming in here. And I can count on one hand, you know, just the, the best atmospheres since I've been at Arkansas State. It was electric that night. I mean, it was just uh, – I think Southern Miss was also – 2-0 and coming into that game. And we had a bad snap late in the game, and it, it – uh, turned into to points the other way and I think we lost that game by three but uh, I just remember the electricity in the stadium that night that was one of the best home atmospheres we've ever had uh, that night back in 2008 they'll be here next year see if we can they we can recreate yeah. it flashing all the way back to yesterday which honestly feels like a million years ago uh, big news for Arkansas State men's basketball and, of course, North Shadow Mirror. Not just the Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year, but the Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, I thought they were kind of no-brainers, but your thoughts on those accolades? We had a, a great time last night with North Shad. Uh, had our final live with the Red Wolves out at Lost Pizza, another packed house out there. And, um, you know, just uh, a fun night. And, you know, he took you – know, you would have thought – you know, uh, an NBA superstar had walked in last night with all the pictures that he took, all the autographs he signed last night, and Norshad was fantastic about it. And you can tell he's humbled by all of it. Yeah. And, you know, look, there was an expectation there, you know, at the beginning of the season. He was freshman of the year last year, preseason player of the year this season. And it just doesn't happen that often where the preseason player of the year is actually the player of the year and Norshad lived up to those expectations and I kind of brought it up with him last night uh, during our interview you know it it's one thing to live up to the expectations from the team the school the conference for that matter but he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders from an entire country and look he is he's a star in Nicaragua and for him to handle those expectations and he admitted early in the season there was a big weight on him with all the pressure that was coming from Nicaragua but he's handled it so well and just uh, the the job that he's done in conference play and the way he continues to develop his game and in every phase and I thought what was funny about the recognition yesterday was you know when you ask him about the player of the year He's humbled, he's grateful for it, but he was flat-out excited about the defensive player of the year. And Coach Bellato told the story during the show last night. He said when he told the team that Norshad was player of the year, everybody clapped, and, you know, Norshad, 
you know, you know, was uh, thanking his teammates. Hey, you know, couldn't have done it without you. And and uh, then Coach Bellato mentioned he was Defensive Player of the Year. Norshad stood up and pumped his fist. <laughs> he, he was he was more excited, and I think it was genuine. He he mentioned it during uh, the interview. He was more excited about being named Defensive Player of the Year than he was the actual Player of the Year. Well deserving of, of both honors, no, no doubt. No doubt about it. Uh, he played solid in the team's regular season finale against App State. Had some other standouts. Desi Seals had, had a big game as well. But uh, flashing back to Friday, how do you feel like the, the Red Wolves closed out the regular season? Uh, a great finish to the regular season because it was a disappointing night, two nights before against Coastal Carolina. And, you know, the, the biggest – or most key stretch of that Coastal game was, you know, a 16 to one run that, that Coastal had in the second half. They went up 16. Now we did come back, get it down to one with a little over a minute to go. Thought we were going to get over the hump and win that game, but you know, you fall short in, in a game that you felt like you should have won at home. And uh, I thought the way they responded against the second place team in the league was uh, was really encouraging the other night uh, to to come back from. What was a 12-point first-half deficit? They came back, got it down to four at halftime, and then uh, defensively, really similar to what we saw the weekend before against UTA, where they just really locked down defensively, and that's what won them the game. So to see just a, an elite defensive performance as a team, two of the last three outings now, I think it is something to be excited about going into the conference tournament because they held App without a field goal the final six minutes and 39 seconds yeah. of that game. And you, know, you just don't see that very often. I mean, and it was a team effort across the board. Now, I thought Desi kind of, uh, along with Norshad, kind of spearheaded that defensive effort. They, you know, they brought the intensity, and I think everybody kind of fed off of them. But that was a really nice win. I was shuffling around looking for my conference bracket, and I, I seem to miss, have misplaced it, but I know... What do you need to know? Well, Thursday. I know the important one. Thursday, the run in Pensacola starts out against ULM. And, of course, this is a team where A-State won in Monroe, but then ULM got some payback here in Jonesboro. So what do you take from those two earlier season matchups? Well, Coach Bellato found out, I guess, as he was going into the locker room after the game, uh, after the win against App the other night, about... Uh, the opponent they they found out that they would play ULM and look there's still a really bad taste in in their mouth uh, collectively as a team you know when they look back at that that loss to ULM at home and you know that was a game in which they led by 14 with about 14 minutes to go and there were a couple of technical fouls that the ULM was able to take advantage of they went on a big run and and they hit the game winner with I think 17 seconds remaining but uh yeah, I mean, our guys remember that very well. Now, on the flip side, you know, we did win in Monroe yeah. and, and came back from double digits with about you know, 10 or 11 minutes to go to do it. But what I look at are the final scores. You know, the win in Monroe, it was 90 to 83. That's the kind of pace we want. The loss at home was 60 to 59, yeah. two completely different games as far as pace of play and this is an a-state team that wants to push the tempo although we've seen some great defensive performances over the last couple of weeks now the red wolves offensively would like to push the pace and i think they'd like that score to be a a little more uh like that that first meeting 
in Monroe. Obviously, you know, this is, you want, everybody wants A-State to have a deep run. So it's more than just uh, the game against ULM, although I'm sure if you ask Coach Bellotto, he'd give you the one game at a time kind of line. But, you know, as you look ahead to, to A-State's half of the bracket, how do you size up what is, well, A-State, ULM, and a, a whole lot of teams from the East? Well, I think, uh, obviously, if you win the game against ULM, you know who you're playing in the quarterfinals, and it'd be a rematch of last year's quarterfinal game against Georgia State. And this is a Georgia State game that, uh, or Georgia State team, rather, that you were supposed to play in the conference opener back at the end of December. I think uh, December 30th, we were supposed to host them in Jonesboro, and they had some COVID issues, didn't make the trip. So we haven't seen them this year, but it's a very similar team to what we saw last year in Pensacola. And that was a game that was a fantastic basketball game. It was back and forth throughout. It went down to the wire, ended up losing by four. But you use revenge as a little bit of a motivation against ULM. I think you can kind of play that same card uh, coming up on Saturday if the Red Wolves are uh, able to get to that point. Again, though, the, uh, the slate starts. Thursday at, at 5 o'clock. And, of course, we'll talk a lot more about that matchup on, on Thursday's show as we continue along here with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. Are you are you finally getting to call an A-State baseball game today? I, I will call one <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> tonight. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully uh, I'm not calling – now I won't call the one tomorrow, and hopefully I'm not calling any of the games this weekend either. So the uh, the hope is that uh, – this is the only one I'm calling for for a little while, but uh, I'm anxious to see our guys play. And I know Coach Raffo, you know, with, with the pitchers not being able to to go against anybody this past weekend, he wants you know those weekend guys yeah. to see some action in the midweek. We'll see Carter Holt, who's usually the the Friday night starter, on the mound tonight. So we'll see if uh, if he can get in the rhythm and and hopefully uh, pick up the first win of the year. Looking forward to it tonight. First pitch at Todlinson Stadium, Kelfield at uh, 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Beautiful day for it. And, of course, pregame yeah. coverage uh, right here at, at 545. That's right. Home opener. Home opener. Finally, March 1st. <laughs> Is anything we've left out? We've I got, don't think uh, so. Okay, all right. Just wanted to – it's been a busy 24 hours worth of news. I just wanted to make sure we covered all our, all our bases, uh, literally and, and figuratively. But uh, I think we're all set. We look forward to hearing you on the call tonight. I'm looking forward to a big sports week, and hopefully I'm down in Pensacola for a while. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for hanging out. Absolutely. Hey, keep it here with us. Uh, We've got one more break to take today. We'll try and come back and sum up everything we talked about on today's show when we return. Keep it here with us on the ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie. Weekdays from noon to 2 on Northeast Arkansas's Sports Station. 95.3 The Ticket. Hey there, this is Brad Bobo. Personally inviting you to join me for The Drive. It's a place where we talk about the sports news that matters to you and to the people making it. A-State in the Sun Belt. Arkansas in the SEC. Plus the Cardinals, Grizzlies, and especially our local high school coaches and athletes. We've got you covered on The Drive. It truly is a show about local sports. Plus, you never know when a song is going to break out. 
So join Will I Ain't and me for The Drive, weekday afternoons from 3 to 6, right here on the Ticket Radio Network. Nebo Auto Center, Northeast Arkansas's original new car alternative, is now celebrating its 20th year. And now is the perfect time to swing by their all-new location, just a quarter mile south of the old one on Stadium Boulevard. If you're in the market for a late model, low-mileage car, truck, or SUV, Nebo has a well-stocked lot of vehicles that fit almost any budget. Visit NeboAuto.com and see them at their new location at 3910 Stadium Boulevard, just south of the bypass. And look for the red roof. We go Nebo. Everyone wants to be the best version of themselves, and Jacuzzi Hot Tubs offers a great way to relax, reflect, restore, and rejuvenate. And this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the Jacuzzi Factory Truckload event is back and rolling into Jonesboro with savings you won't want to miss at Jacuzzi Hot Tubs of Jonesboro. In the Highlands at the corner of Highland and Red Wolf in Jonesboro. Get the season's best discounts on Jacuzzi Hot Tubs with the lowest prices yet. Hurry in, because once the truck is gone, so are the savings. Jacuzzi Hot Tubs of Jonesboro in the Highland Shopping Center in Jonesboro. Whether you're building a home, repairing it, or just starting a do-it-yourself project, trust JT White Hardware and Lumber to help you get the job done. JT White Hardware and Lumber has been family-owned for more than 50 years and are an authorized dealer for Anderson Windows and Doors. Trust the name The Pros Trust and the one used on the most building sites, JT White Hardware and Lumber. All the tools and materials needed for any project, large or small. JT White Hardware and Lumber on Parker Road, just off I-555 at Harrisburg Road. A proud supporter of the A-State Red Wolves. COVID-19 cases are spreading across the state. Safe, effective, and free COVID vaccines are now readily available for all Arkansans ages 5 and up. Booster shots are also available for fully vaccinated people 12 and above. The vaccines are highly effective at preventing severe COVID. That means helping keep you from being hospitalized or even dying. Get vaccinated to protect yourself, your family, and your community. Learn more at healthy.arkansas.gov. This message brought to you by the Arkansas Department of Health. Hi, this is Bud Schropel and Randy Myers, and we're here to invite you to join us every weekday morning for Northeast Arkansas's longest-running sports talk show. On the Front Row with Bud Row has been a morning radio tradition in Jonesboro, Northeast Arkansas since 2000. We have a lot of fun and laughs. We give out some information, and we want to thank you for your support. So join us Monday through Friday from 7 to 10 for better-than-average sports talk on the caller-driven show on the Front Row with Bud Row and the Ticket Radio Network. Listen! You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, last call on today's Workday Red Zone. Your final chance to get in on the KavanaughCars.com question, or I guess it's a, a topic and uh, asking you to fill in the blank with us. Arkansas State's 2022 football schedule is blank. Uh, so that is uh, the post on Twitter. Trying to see if we've had any more answers recently. Jake says it's pretty cool. Says I know there's some that are disgruntled that we're not on national TV, but I think Saturday games surrounded by the excitement of the New Bloods joining the league will help b- bolster attendance. Certainly seems like that should be the case, uh, that you've got all these opportunities for fans to go out, to tailgate, to come in from out of town, what have you. And uh, hopefully there will be some packed crowds for these games. One thing that's also really, I'm not even going to lie, super fun. Uh, last season we did the post-game Wolfhouse call-in show from the lobby of the NBC Suites. And that is now like my favorite place to people watch. In addition to seeing you know, all your out-of-town friends from A-State that are going to be hanging out and taking in the band that's playing in the uh, lobby entertainment area, attention members and guests, if you know what I'm saying. 
they also it's it's a pet friendly hotel so you would see you know people coming in with their dogs my favorite was the family with the pet pig that they paraded through the lobby for a little bit but uh, yeah i know it was really exciting so that's awesome it's just it's just a really good place so for those of you that uh, maybe you didn't go get to go to as many games last year as you wanted and you live out of town and you've seen this schedule and now you're planning to buy season tickets again, I would highly recommend uh, going ahead and making some reservations there as well. Let's go over this slate one more time. It's been probably since the beginning of the show since we've done so. And, and obviously, uh, I know while some of you are able to listen to us from noon to two, not everybody does. So uh, to refresh here, the 2022 Arkansas State football slate starts, of course, with Grambling State. And, and we knew that uh, we knew that coming into today that that would be the opener on September the 3rd. I will say that we found out some super huge news with Grambling earlier. Thank you to Dr. Danfus, who tweeted this out. Grambling State's going to bring their band for the home opener. So not only is it the home opener and you got all the fun home opener things that are going to be going along with it, but you are also going to be treated to the world-famed Tiger Marching Band. I am pumped. <laughs> I love that's, a good that's band. That's amazing, yeah. Uh, so Grambling, Grambling State's bringing their band for the home opener. So <laughs> just in case you did not already have numerous reasons to be in Jonesboro on September the 3rd, add that one to the list. Yeah, that's top of the list. The following Saturday, uh, Arkansas State is going to begin a stretch of three straight on the road. So at Ohio State, September 10th, at Memphis, September 17th, at Old Dominion on September the 24th. Of course, that game at Old Dominion kicks off the conference slate, and it'll be a part of the schedule where three of four are against the newcomers. You get into the month of October, Jonesboro will be back at home taking on ULM. And then the following week is... James Madison on October the 8th a quick note I know when a schedule comes out everybody's always like all right you know what is what is homecoming because I know a lot of you like to come in for that I don't believe they announced that with the release today but I feel like one of those two October dates is a a pretty safe bet right so I would kind of go ahead and circle both of those games on the first and the eighth on your calendar on October the 15th, Arkansas State hits the road again, and for the first time, uh, we'll be taking on Southern Miss as, as a conference foe. So that's exciting there. And then October the 22nd, it is the rivalry game against the Raging Cajuns, this one being played in Lafayette. October the 29th, A-State back in Jonesboro taking on South Al. And then uh, a rare November non-conference game is A-State will host UMass on the 12th, then the final stretch at Texas State on the 19th at home against Troy to close out the regular season on November the 26th. And again, every single last one of these games is on Saturday. Every single game this season is on Saturday. It's been a lot of fun today to see reactions from across the league. Uh, Obviously, it seems like the Southern Miss and the Old Dominion and the Marshall people are pretty excited. I know they were ready to get out of their conference. And with the Conference USA putting out a schedule last week that had those three teams on it, there were a lot of conversations about what their year was going to look like. It's certainly not, you know, a clear situation when your team is on two different conference schedules. It's kind of impossible for that to happen. But uh, while this is now all going to be fought out ultimately by lawyers and courts, uh, Conference USA is currently 0 for 3 in their legal battles with with these schools. Uh, Marshall, Southern Miss, and today, Old Dominion have all gone to local judges, local courts, and fought Conference USA's 
arbitration demands. Uh, this update from earlier in the hour from the Athletics' Chris Vanini, quote, the Norfolk Circuit Court has ruled that CUSA's arbitration demand against Old Dominion is preliminary enjoined until March 16th. Now, if you don't speak lawyer, which I do not, that means it stopped. It means it stopped. So, Marshall, Southern Miss, and Old Dominion all got their local courts to rule against Conference USA's demand for arbitration in the short term. So, I don't understand what Conference USA is doing. It looks like, you know, not only are you losing these teams, but you're going to be handed multiple L's in, in these courts. Like, just take a check and go away. Because that's what's ultimately going to happen. Yeah. Take a check and go away. You're just making yourself look worse in every single one of these these processes. You look like the crazy, clingy ex. Like, are, are administrators from Conference USA about to start doing, are they going to start driving by the Southern Miss campus and see whose cars are there and seeing whose lights are on? Are they going to be checking the social media to see who's liking posts and, and liking Instagram pictures? What are you doing, <laughs> Conference USA? You look desperate. Stop. Just stop. I'm just picturing one of those videos where someone puts the Conference USA logo on a car driving by the campus. But, yeah, I mean, it is it is crazy. And plus they're going to have to pay all those legal fees just for nothing. So it doesn't, doesn't really make sense. I fully expect Conference USA's next statement to just be Adele lyrics. Like, that's where <laughs> destruction is going. Like, just give up. Just give up. Move Conference on. USA, move on. He's not worth it. <laughs> move on. You've got... Jacksonville State. There's plenty of fish in the up. sea. They've got four new fish that are going to join <laughs> in a couple of years. Start they're just so- as great. <laughs> they're just as great. They're just as attractive as your old members. <laughs> they're just, they're totally hot. They're listening to this and they're going to be upset. <laughs> nobody in conference is no, they're not. to this. I don't even know if anybody in the Sun Belt is listening to this. They have Twitter mentions on just for Conference USA. <laughs> just the notification will pop up. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, That is pretty much a wrap on today's show. I say pretty much. That's the music. So that is a wrap wrap on today's show. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with us today and and talking about all this awesome news we've had to discuss. And also uh, do want to say thank you to Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, for joining us in studio. We'll have that interview posted for you later at 953theticket.com. Keep it here. The setup with Cade and Andrew is coming up next, followed by The Drive at 3 o'clock. Have it here in the morning for the Front Row with Budro at 7 a.m. RWRC Radio. Uh, I believe, I, I don't know if Joel's going to do an abbreviated show tomorrow or not. He is in Pensacola, so I guess we'll find out. We will not be with you because we have A-State women's basketball to bring you tomorrow afternoon. However, we look forward to talking with you Thursday at noon. So, for Andrew, I'm Kara. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Cannot wait to, to talk to you then. Have a great, great afternoon.